Blog Talk Radio. your smart mouth, drawing me in and you kicking me out, you've got my head spinning, no kidding, I can't pin you down, what's going on in that beautiful mind, I'm on your magical mystery ride, and I'm so dizzy, don't know what hit me, but I'll be Even when I lose, I'm winning Cause I give you all 
connection one us and tonight we are going to talk about when it's time to get naked and I'm not talking about you know stripping off your clothes this is a much deeper intimacy which is actually going ahead and being transparent about uh, being vulnerable and transparent um, with your beloved and actually in life. But before we get started on that particular topic, uh, we are going to go ahead and um, get ourselves prayed in. So hold on, folks. We'll be right back.
fulfilling lives. Um, one of the things, you know, one of the three things that she she talks about is that her her study into vulnerability um, to um, you know progressed in, on three levels. The first one was you know um, based on the vote from the gifts of imperfection on, and that that particular book was mainly focused in on being who being you, being who you are, being who it is that the Creator would have you be. Uh, the second one, the second book that she wrote, it was uh, Be All In, that if you're going to be transparent, be all in with your transparency, be all, all in with your authenticity, be all in with, in, in all areas of your life so that you could have a more fulfilling life. And then um, the third book, that is that she wrote is called Rise Strong. And that one is if you fall, you get up and you try again. Um, one of the things that she will, she um, admitted well, that she had done an interview um, sometime before, after she had written the book, there was the, the interviewer said to her, um, asked her the question, you know, I'm looking, you know, I'm planning on living an authentic life. Would you, you know, recommend that for me? And she said, yes. And he says, well, what's the upside of, he, he asked the question, well, what's the upside of living a more vulnerable and transparent life? And she says that your, you know, relationships, your life will become more fulfilling. And then he asked her, well, what are the downside, downsides of being vulnerable? And the, her answer was, you're going to stumble. You may fall. Um, but the main focus is about getting back up. Um, and that you find that with your vulnerability and transparency, that um, that you in fact become stronger because you become more um, assured of who you are. Now, I I will say that for myself, um, I started doing that long before I long before I even became aware of her uh, of her books. And I would say that one of the first steps that an individual should take is really being honest and transparent with themselves. And that that means being able to look at your flaws as well as your strengths and being able to love yourself from that particular place. Um, do you have anything that you want to add? Because I know that I've been talking for a minute and I know that I can I can be kind of long winded there. Uh, you know, my husband's been talking and he hasn't, you all haven't really been able to hear him. So I do apologize for that. I had him on mute. You know, it's not every wife that can do that. So, you know, I love her a lot. <laughs> uh, no harm, no foul. No doubt. 
I love the information you're bringing to us. And it's interesting how you start with the topic when it's time to get naked. And when I see that from the space of the positive direction you're taking, the conversation, it feels good living an authentic life, being able to understand that living an authentic life makes life more fulfilling. And being all in and being transparent to who you are. But what I come to observe is people have different concepts of what vulnerability is. Because the male energy and the female energy, which sees things from different perspectives and with us being a combination of male and female, where generally the dominance of the male energy is with the male species, but not always, because we know how there are some women out there that can have that alpha male attribute. (laughs) So I say that because I'm understanding that vulnerability oftentimes means something different to men. And to men, vulnerability actually means being susceptible to physical, mental, emotional attack, okay? And in the consciousness of a man, you do not want to be vulnerable. Now, when you transmute that to under better understanding that vulnerability means transparency to others, then you can have a different look at what that's about. But then we're kind of bringing all this through that space of, um, I guess, emotional emotional intimacy. So we have to be kind of clear as to where the other person is regarding what they feel when you, we use these terms. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. So, um, again, this was, you know, again, this subject really came up after I, I came across a video with uh, Brene Brown. And uh, I will say that uh, I, I would say that living a vulnerable life, um, a living a life of transparency does have its challenges. Um, main reason being is because, you know, one of the things that you're concerned about is judgment. Um, however, what I've come to understand over the years is and I, and I'm still this is something that I'm working on myself uh on a daily basis is that love and self acceptance uh that uh, for myself and and also being in that place of um, I guess you could say um honesty transparency, and loving myself as God would love me because ultimately. You know, when you think about vulnerability, you're, you're looking at all of your frailties and flaws, and and I know that people have this tendency to go ahead and put up their their um, representative to to the world because that is what we're taught to do. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, to do. Um, many people are walking around living in authentic lives and not really relating with one another uh, in an honest manner. Um, however, what I have found is that when I started my journey of, of being authentic with myself and looking at all of the things that um, that I would not have, you know, I did not care to share with other people, um, especially especially after I got divorced and and having and coming up against, I guess you could say the 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 ego where I was judging myself for decisions that I had made in that state, and how, however, it it came to. I guess most of it really came to a head about three years ago when I realized that that uh, much of that was buried in my guilt um, regarding my mother's death. And she had um, she had you know transitioned um, with end stage renal disease because. Yeah, you know, because she she did not live, she you know she did not work on her health, so it it, it manifested into being what I would have considered like what her worst nightmare was, and I had actually blamed myself for her or her death because there was there was a drink that I had given her that was. Um, that had some type of, uh, it was like a protein powder combination, but my, the, you know, from my reading up of what I had heard about um, in-stage renal disease, one of the things that the the person who has that needs is protein, but there were some other agents within the powder that could have exacerbated uh, all of the, I guess you could say all of the things that other things that she had had going on with her. And so I had sort of spiraled into a depression um, after, uh, after her transitioning because it, because I could, I could almost tell that mine had taken place around, uh, around that time. So when I got, I had to get to a place of, I think when I was working with uh, Reverend Harvey um, and and doing the relationship coaching, um, being honest about that, being because it really wasn't until I had actually admitted it to him that 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 was where my mind was with um, with her transitioning and my my guilt and depression over over her transitioning um and and blaming my you know blaming myself for that uh when i started getting digging in and being honest and transparent with myself and being more vulnerable with myself and allowing myself to to another another person who was it in a in a place of judging me for 
what I would have considered like all of the various mistakes that I had made in the mindset that I was in uh, during during um, during the time that I had gotten a divorce from um, my ex-husband. Um, but let's just put it this way. After opening up about that, uh, after being able to, I guess you could say, open up the closets and let those skeletons, you know, fall where they may and let them walk. <laughs> oh, and what they did was after they walked, they walked out of the closet and and uh, much of the guilt that I had, I had been feeling, um, had uh, fallen away. So, of course, there's that first relationship that we all have is with ourselves um and and not being in that place of uh accusing ourselves uh, for the frailties and flaws that we we may have because i i will say i i will have to say that i think that it's really interesting that the creator has created us in such a manner where we are where we are perfectly imperfect and and with us being honest about where we are and being vulnerable and letting people see, we give them the freedom to be in that space of being vulnerable as well. Um, but you were saying that for men, how how does, how would you say that this actually? relates for a man in terms of being vulnerable because you know you you said earlier that men for the most part would view this as um being exposed to some type of pain um but well, you know would you like to go into a little bit more detail yeah um the term vulnerable kind of means being susceptible to attack or harm. And uh, that's men don't want to be in. But when we incorporate that that terminology into being transparent, it, it brings a new meaning to it. Because you're in relationship with whomever you have interaction with and those levels vary from a simple connect to something that is emotionally deep. Um, As far as men, from my perspective, can see that. And just as a sidebar and note to giving praise and honor to the love and the memories of your mother. I know that this is around the time in which she had transitioned a few years ago, 2011 or 2010. And so we want to pay homage and honor to her and the gift of who you are in the world to us. So much love to you and namaste. And I would say uh, ashe to your beloved mother, spirit that all is well in the spirit realm as she is our ancestor. Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. 
<laughs> yeah. So one of the things that, okay, so after you get to that place of, of allowing yourself to open up, I would say that it's sort of a, for for me, it was sort of a, um, a slow process in, in being vulnerable with other people. And I found that, especially, uh, especially with, with times when um, I was focusing in more on being a spiritual teacher and letting people know, you know, I would, you know, I would be giving them ideas about how it is that they would develop their relationship with the creator and develop their relationship with themselves. And uh, oftentimes, one of the one of the problems that I find, or it's not so much of a problem, but it, it's just uh, sort of par for the course, is that many people look at people who have, um, uh, who they kind of, I guess you could say, put up on a pedestal, and they were like, you know, I would, you know, I want to come back and be like you, and and oftentimes I have to tell them, no, it's really about you. It's about uh, it's about you. It is about your journey. That that my journey is my journey, but that that doesn't invalidate the experience that you're having. And then, uh, let's just put it this way: me sharing my story, um, what it, with whatever area that it may be, and whether or not it's with spirituality, whether or not it's with relationships, it, it, it doesn't regard. It, it didn't matter what area. What I would do is I would share myself and share my experience uh, to let them know that the person that they that they saw before them that particular day did not happen overnight. Um, it it took time. It it took uh, loving myself. It took uh, it's sort of a you know taking baby steps towards. Uh, being more honest, being more transparent, and and let's just put it this way, ladies and gentlemen, it's much easier to be more honest and transparent. You don't have to remember anything um, because you are being who you are. Um, and I think that one of the one of the concerns that many people have is that they have that fear of being judged, of not being accepted. But there, and and here's here's um, something to think about. There, there's going to be some of that. There is going to be some some judgment. There's going to be um, some, you know, there are people who are not going to be want to be around you. But there is so much strength in in doing and being transparent, and being honest about who you are, and walking in your truth, walking in your purpose, uh, that what will happen is that your paradigm goes through a shift, and you begin to draw to you those people who are attracted to that authenticity, who are attracted to that, uh, you know, vulnerability, who are attracted to that transparency, um, 
there the universe doesn't leave you out just to hang all by yourself. And as a result of you operating in that space, you get to be more fully you than you can you can imagine. Uh, where you you walk in it and, and walk in the expression of 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 being your the 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 person that God created you to be, and even I, I will say that even for myself, um, that that is still an ever uh, ever evolving process. I uh, it in and of itself. Because in addition to uh, growing up in a Christian background, there I have I cannot deny the part of myself that is uh, magical, that that came out of that as came out of that time during which I during that time uh, after the after during and after the divorce. Because that was the thing that eventually helped me climb out of that experience where, you know, I was having experiences that um, that cannot easily be explained. Um, I got visited. I got visited by um, what you would consider like some gods and goddesses uh, that and that had never been a part of that paradigm that I had grown uh, grown up in, and so I, I found myself leaning he- more heavily into my spiritual side, into my into my magical side, in order to transition. Because one of the things that had happened, <laughs> and I, I have to feel that. The creator set it up, set it up this way, but the things that I was used to doing in order to get myself to move further on into my experience, uh, or you know, through my life, they were not working. <laughs> Everything that was tried and true and that I had grown up with um, did not work, and um, as a result of it. You know, it, it was like uh, everything had to fall apart in order to, in order to uh, be built back up. And so, when I, uh, and that, and that uh, included, you know, uh, you know, giving, uh, giving custodial custody of my children over to my ex-husband. Um, because I was not, you know, able to financially support them, and then and then actually moving out of state so that I could go through that process of healing, which which I will t- will admit that took a number of years. I don't think that I had any type of relief until the year we got married last year. So it was 2015, and my mother had. Trans- Transitioned in it transitioned in 2000 and 2010, and uh, you know it, it's a real strange place to be in where you um, are experiencing um, you know the, the, the that type of depression. I didn't even recognize it 
I didn't recognize it until 2015. And there were a number of things that helped me to accelerate the process of of uh, of getting back to a place where I could, you know, be healed, be whole. Um, and because because I was honest about where I was, uh, oftentimes there were people who were around me that were able to assist me, so that we could so that I can um, move forward and and be much stronger. And what was really interesting is that even through that process, many of the people had to tell me what it was that they saw, <laughs> even though I, I did not recognize it in myself right away. And um, it allowed for, it, it allowed for me to, um, recognize it later on as I look back. So do you have anything that you want to share in terms of your experience of of leading a more authentic uh, experience? I, I like what you were saying there because what I'm picking up is the part when you talked about, you know, falling apart in order to build back up. What comes to my consciousness is that we are complete beings that oftentimes shut out our authenticity because of what we have been exposed to in our youth. As you described, um, we will grow up in certain um, religious backgrounds that will kind of form what we become when we become adults. And in our growth process, we come to a place of developing and feeling a sense of whether we are comfortable or uncomfortable with what we have become. So when I look at the topic that we're dealing with, I see that vulnerability stressing because when we observe vulnerability as intentionally bearing our soul to the world by showing our true self to others, we are in a space of allowing the transformation because as we grow from our youth into our, our adulthood, it's almost like um, butterfly, if you will, you know, the caterpillar going into the chrysalis, becoming a butterfly to spread its wings and soar. Because most people, as they grow, they hide their true essence in the fear of rejection, the lack of self-confidence, um, heartbrokenness, and the lack of fulfillment in life and sometimes in the sense of neglecting our emotional responsibilities to ourselves. So when we develop a better clarity, sometimes we need to break away from the things that has been holding us back from being authentic so that we can become more of who we truly are, who God has intended us to be, and not what people who 
have lived around us want to form us, set up a sense of being capable or admitting of some specific treatment, if you will, that is necessary for us to blossom and grow to the next level of our existence. But it's all about being connected to a spiritual energy of love and loving ourselves and recognizing that and not being judgmental to our experience, but learning from our experience so that we can continue to grow and evolve into being what we're supposed to become. All right, and on that note, we're going to take a quick music break. <laughs> okay, and uh, we are going to be playing what? What do you choose? You just choose one of America? We'll be right back. Hello, Jesus. Jesus, children. Jesus loves you. Jesus, children. Hello, children. Jesus loves you, love America. Are you hearing what he says?
remember that. And so, okay, so I guess my my question to you, uh, okay, so here's, here I'm going to for a moment, and here's what I have found uh, when you are not living what you would call a transparent life. Um, because because of it, um, I find that it was just said my experience has been that you're not able to be at ease in the relationship. Um, you have a preoccupation about being judged uh, accordingly, and then. Um, what I have found also is that when you start getting on that path of being more authentic, what will happen or what happened to me, I, I can only speak from my experience, is when you have relationships with people and I, when I got to that point of when, I, especially when it came to intimate relationships, um, there would be some people that I would I would have an exchange with, and it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't really be that I did not that that the person said anything or did anything where uh, I would not I wasn't able to share with them what I was uh, thinking and feeling, but I had ran into that experience of running into a wall with whether or not I wanted to share as much of myself with a per- with um, a person who had a romantic interest in me or not. There were times, I think, I think that after a while, when you begin living this experience, especially when, when you are, uh, when you are open to the possibility of having a remote romantic involvement, you begin uh, you you begin to operate sort of intuitively on whether or not that person is the right person for you. After a while, what had happened was, you know, I, I after I would have a conversation with a person, if I was not necessarily gelling with them on that particular level, I could tell them right away, you know, well, I, I just don't think that we're a match. I, you know, I I'm not thinking that this is going to work. Uh, and I think that there was one other time that uh, the, the person that I was talking to, I could not exactly figure out <laughs> exactly what the issue was. Um, I had noticed that um, one of the things that I had observed in their behavior was that uh, I... I, I could not bring myself to tell them about the worst part of worst part of my experience, and I find that when you begin walking this path and you will walk into that will walk into authenticity and vulnerability, you there's a part of you that just has this uh, intuitive yay or nay as to whether or not to share an individual. In fact. Um, Brene Brown suggests that you should not share uh, parts of your, uh, you shouldn't share everything with uh, everybody, that there are certain people who are not, uh, may not be worthy of what she calls your shame story, the part of yourself that you are really, you know, (laughs) 
that you really don't want that 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 would leave you exposed to a great deal of ridicule. So um, when I, I finally got to a point in that particular that particular exchange with this person in person, I just you know I finally got to that place where I actually went ahead and said, you know, we should part ways. I, I don't think that this is going to work. And I could not, I for the life of me could not figure out exact, the exact reason as to why. All I knew was that I did not feel that I was in that space where I could be transparent and honest with them and share that part of myself. It, you know, I did not find myself feeling comfortable with that. And it's not because of anything he said. It's not because of anything that he did. It was just that, you know, he did not feel like the, my softly land <laughs> is ultimately what it came down to. Um, and, you know, the impression that he was left with was that he thought that I was broken. And it wasn't so much that I was broken. It was just that I could not, there was a part of me that just could not bring myself to trust him with with uh, those intimate aspects of myself. And I had really gotten to that place where um, it was either all or nothing. Either I could be all of myself and be, be completely present in a relationship or I could not. And if I could not, then I needed to move on from that particular experience because one of the things that um, when when I started walking walking that path of vulnerability and transparency and authenticity is that I could not I could not I could not you know live live also you know a place in a space uh, contrary to that a lot of times. Uh, people sign up for experiences that from the very get-go they know is not going to work. And when you're in a place of being honest with yourself, you're not even going to bother signing up for the experience because you already know that it's going to end before it even begins. But a lot of times people, for whatever reason, uh, whether or not they don't want to be alone, whether or not they, you know, um, whether or not, uh, you know, whether or not they want to fulfill a sexual need, it could be anything. Because the the reason why people do the things they do, the reasons run the gamut. However, when you get into that place of, operating in vulnerability and transparency, you're not going, there's a part of you that's not going to even want to entertain it because they already know what that story is. Anything you want to share? Good, good. it's good. I like it. It's interesting because I like the way in which you're sharing your story. And, um, People are not willing to share their story, and they sometimes want to hear what they want to hear. And so as you was describing that relationship that you was talking about, I found it interesting that there was almost a sense of judgment 
when it wasn't necessary for it to come from that other person. Uh, it's weird because when I look at this, I'm seeing that transparency kind of implies an openness, a communication, and accountability um, and, and operating in such a way that it's easy for others to see who we really are, you know. Yet, when I think of vulnerability, there's that, that the synonyms are kind of like defense, defenseless, helpless, powerless, impotent, weak. And a person oftentimes doesn't want to feel those things, you know. But when you are transparent, I think the person who you're with respects your openness and they are your covering. You see what I'm saying? So you can be vulnerable to a person who can be your covering to your weaknesses, to to what one may say your frailties. But you can't do that with everybody. Very true. Very true. Yeah, you you can't do that with everyone. Um, and and I suppose that what what ends up happening uh, when you begin to walk that path of of being transparent, getting vulnerable, is that you develop a sort of a sixth sense as to whether or not that, you know, you can share that with that person. And I, I know that um, the, that Pastor Sherry talks about that a great deal, uh, about being vulnerable and transparent with uh, with people's stories. And though I think for those who, who don't really operate in that space of being um, intuitive, um, what what she actually recommends or what she has done is that she will share one thing uh about herself that is totally off the wall but that she's not, she's not all that concerned about it being out there and and uh in in causing her any type of damage and see what that person does with that information um if she doesn't hear anything, well, you know, she she begins that that process of, I guess you could say, um, vetting the people who are around her. Um, uh, okay, so and and this is how she put it. This is how she put it. In, uh, excuse me for taking people to church, but you know, <laughs> this is <laughs> But she she talked to she when she when she was relating this um, about how much of yourself how how to be authentic what she related it to was Christ and those that he had surrounded uh, he had surrounding him so he had the he had the multitudes which is all of the people then he had the twelve which were his you know his twelve disciples. And then he had the three, 
that were that were in the closest confidants and even uh, com- uh, confidants and even they had their you know they even they had their challenges with with understanding what it was that he was trying to relay to them so i guess you can say you could take the you know passageary approach especially if you're not operating in that space of intuitiveness where you can kind of pick up on whether or not you you give them just enough information about yourself that you're not all that concerned with whether or not it goes out into, you know, goes out into the community and, you know, they happen to call and say, oh, she's crazy, whatever, whatever. If, if she, you know, if that judgment comes back, then, then so be it. But I will say that, you know, you, after a while, my, my, I, w- I would recommend that you operate in that space of, of knowing, uh, of sort of knowing. And, and here's, here's what I found that happened to me when I was using my intuitiveness as to whether or not I could share information with the person or not. If it was a, if I was able, if I was able to talk about it, then I talked about it. If I wasn't, if it felt like, uh, you know, if I felt any type of resistance within my spirit about whether or not the information um, is, uh, you know, it was too much, then I didn't share it. I did not go ahead and and talk myself or logic myself uh, into sharing any type of information with them. Yeah, anything that you want to add to that? It's interesting. I look at the intuitive aspect of us as being our spirit being. But allow your spirit being to be clear of who you are. You know? Um, The story that you brought up about um, Pastor Sherry of, of Baltimore um, pastor here who said the other day, she said, I like being open and real with people, and I'll tell my story first before somebody else does because I'm not going to let you have one up on me, you know. And we all have our, our experiences of living this life, and what's happened brings us to our present day of now. And so, yeah, you've got to be real with yourself. You know, you can't joke with this life of living if you want the best out of it. And when you're not lying and you're being transparent, when you are connected to your spirit self and knowing that once connected appropriately, you're good to go. You don't have nothing to worry about. Like um, Steve Wonder Song said, you know, meditation. There's some things that we can do the work that makes it feel so much better. But when you're not doing the work, you get out there with some people if you want to. And, 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 and if you have a mindset of the desire to be naked, there's no telling what you may expose yourself to. There's some people who allow themselves to be naked, and next thing you know, they get bit up on by by some kind of uh, bug or something, right? Or you know, and 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 you know, even though we talk in the spiritual realm, or we're talking a different type of being naked, 
they still apply to one another in the sense that you can be you can be a person who you decide to be naked with somebody, you open doors, okay? And you have to decide whether these are the doors you really want open with this person because what if this person is a person who may see you naked but then don't want to respect you, your wishes, because they're like, okay, she's naked now. I can do some things. It ain't that type of party. But what is the person's interpretation of what you're presenting? So that vulnerability, we have to be mindful of how vulnerable we choose to be amongst the people that we are around and allow ourselves to be authentic about that reality because some people will face it and some people will go give it a shot and say, oh, let's see what happens. Oh, I'm always worried about that type of mentality because there's no telling what the consequences could become, you know? Okay, okay. Um, this is just a thought. Um, but I'm thinking that, well, when you begin to walk the path, you, you t- those type of people tend to fall away. So the, the ones who want to, you know, see if, let's see if it'll work. Because let's, let's, okay, so I will, I'm going to give a for instance because, you know, back, uh, back when I was living in Arizona, the there was this guy that I had been uh, that I had been talking to for a year, and I knew from the very I knew from the very start that it wasn't going to work. I could tell, I, you know, yeah, you know, there there's sometimes there's sometimes when you know it, you could just tell that it's not is not going to work, and and I told them as much that it's not going to work. Well, this guy, his, his thinking was, uh, his thinking was, yeah, she, she, she turned me down. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get her. So what began happening, this was again during the time when I was having all of my experiences and, and what began, you know, what began happening was, you know, I was uh, that that part of myself that that's side was beginning to express itself and working me out of the place that I had uh, worked myself out of the place that I had been, and so I shared with him. You know, I I heard my I heard my you know I I heard my inner I am say, look, hey, you know, if this is if this is to work with this guy. You need to tell them everything. You need to go ahead and lay it out there on the line because the only reason, you know, a, a larger part of his motivation is because is because you told him no. <laughs> you know, that was, that was where he was. You told him no, and he, you know, how could you not want him? So I went ahead and... I shared with him that I shared with him like I was I was going through you know some things with the ex-husband 
and in the, you know that button that the ex-husband had that ability to push, and there were there were some people who helped me to overcome that. But he was one of the first people that I had reached out to, and and they he took the person took me through a process where he actually was able to help me to remove the button uh, that the ex-husband pushed. So. Uh, so I had, uh, you know, I had been talking to them and I shared with them what had happened. And then pretty much I told them, you know, much of the stuff that I'm doing in in some instances, people would, uh, you know, I, he had been avoiding some, um, you know, there was a spiritual teacher I was following, Dr. Gibson, and there were some things that Dr. Gibson had shared about the spiritual world that, you know, that nobody else has been talking about. And these were the things that I was getting involved with. These were the things that were helping me to overcome what I was experiencing. And so I shared, I made a playlist for him. Every time I would talk to this guy, he had, he would not listen to the playlist. He would not listen to the playlist, so, you know, for close to four weeks. He had not listened to the playlist, and I finally said, I finally, well, I got really kind of sarcastic with him and said, oh, well, are you going to listen to the playlist? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, or or are we just, or are you just going to, I, I forgot exactly how I put it, but I was really kind of like, really kind of snippy about it. And he listened to the playlist, and I guess he he came back to me and asked me a few questions. And what I found was, you know, I had told him exactly where I was and who I was being. I never, ever once, you know, deviated from if you have an issue with anything that I say or that I do, if you want to walk away from this experience, all you have to do is let me know and you can go. I'm not going to try to chase you down. I'm not going to do anything. Anyway, um after listening to the playlist and after having my experience where somebody helped me with through a shamanic journey to remove the button that the ex-husband was pushing, uh, he just stopped. He just stopped, decided to stop talking and only communicated with me through text messaging. And so I was a little annoyed <laughs> because, you know, I, I would have preferred that he just simply say, you know, I don't want, uh, I I don't think I can continue this, you know, and we should go our separate ways. So I ended up sending him a um, a text message saying, saying to the, in effect, look, I, it's clear to me through your actions, you're no longer going to, you know, you no longer want to do this. Um, you no longer want to do this. Um I wish you well. And he sent me a response back. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I wish you well too. Uh, I think I said something about being friends. But anyway, it ended. And so, and so, let's just say that being authentic kind of weeds out that, that, I guess you could say, that experience of, that that person saying, well, let's see if that let's let's see if we can walk this walk this path. We can you know walk uh, walk this experience and see how it'll fit, see how it'll work. Now this is 
the same person that you told it wasn't going to work? Yeah, I had told them that it wasn't going to work, and a larger part of it was because I could tell with with the way my uh, with the way things were coming up organically for me, um, for, for in terms of my spirituality, I knew that it was going to be in conflict with anybody who was really like a fundamentalist. A fundamentalist Christian, and he—that he, was the type of background that he was coming from. So I kind of, like, you know, I'm like, I don't know, you, you know, this isn't going to work. And I as much as told him so, but I guess in a sense he had kind of worn me down. Now this is the same person that you had said um, he, what was it? You said it wasn't going to work, and. I almost had it. There was something else that, oh, you said that he said that um, the reason why he pursued you was because you had told him no. That's the same person? Yeah, because his his mentality was that, oh, well, you know, how can you turn me down, you know, and this must be a really good thing if you turn me down, so let me see if I can go and get you. That was his thinking. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm saying here is that motives had a, a, a strong play in the way in which his response was to you. But when you opened up so that he could clearly see it, then he became afraid and wanted to get away. Exactly. Skate cat. <laughs> <laughs> But but I guess that's what I'm really getting to is that when you when you operate in that space of vulnerability and authenticity and transparency that you 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 run if you run into that those people those people who would do that type of thing to see how, let's see if it'll fit because that's that's where that guy's mindset was at and you know you know let's see. If I can make this fit, she don't think that it will. Who's she to tell me that it ain't going to work? That 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 was his mentality. Yeah, I feel you. There are some people out there that's like that. It's funny, you know. Relationships are are an amazing thing, and they really work when transparency, emotional intimacy, um, and that inability to see that a person will be a covering for those places of you that are vulnerable, okay? Now, I know the experiences that I have had, I am an open person. I just love being open. It's just that's natural for me. I'm not trying to hide anything because I don't think there's anything to hide. But you have to be mindful that you have to stay connected to the spirit to be intuitively wise enough to know exactly how to handle the relationship that you are approaching. Um, And and, and as you were talking about it, it reminded me of that relationship I had shared with you where um, this woman became a stalker in my life. And it was so crazy because it was kind of like an approach that she made and 
<laughs> Honestly, I grabbed a card from off of a gas station pump, phone number on it. And it says something about you want to make some extra money, you know, I'll make this phone call. And it was about some body wrap stuff. So I was like, cool. And there was some other multi-marketing aspects that this person was into. And so they called me over to, you know, have the little sit-down where you look to see what they have and all of that. So that was cool. But she had other intentions, which I didn't initially see, because she wanted me to come back for another visit for whatever reason it was. Next thing I know, she wants to hang out a little more. And so I was like, okay, um, she ain't bad. I can think I can, you know, go ahead and go back and see what things look like. And so she actually invited me to a church service. And I was like, hmm, okay. I guess that ain't a bad idea. I mean, we have this in, as a common interest. And I was familiar with the church that she was talking about. So, okay, fine. But I think this is the strange part about that. Particularly the night after we came back from that church service, she wanted me to go home with her. Now you talk about the nightclub. <laughs> so I don't know. This is weird, but if I'm not mistaken, it was that night she invited me to come back home with her. And I think there was an intimacy going on that, you know, we was close. And I was saying to myself, I was praying, I was like, Lord, Lord, what? What 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 is this here? Is this here a uh, situation of which I, I should get myself involved in a little more? Because there's a sense that you can pick up, you know, when you know that somebody's kind of got something uh, for you. So I was like, well, I got something for you. <laughs> when I talked to the Lord about it, and this is so weird, when I talked to the Lord about it, 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 was, it was so weird, it was like this. Well, you know, you have free will. But there will be consequences. <laughs> and you know, the man side of me was like, oh, we can handle consequences. No doubt about that. Let's go ahead and jump into this, right? Wow, no consequences last for about three years. <laughs> In the process of that relationship, what's so funny is that I discovered that there was more of a lying tendency that this person had. You know, there was an aspect of her that appeared that she wanted to be vulnerable um, and transparent. But then at the same time, she had a mindset that was believing something totally contrary about me because she felt as if because she wanted me, everybody else that knew me wanted me who was female as well. So she wanted to travel wherever I went to go wherever I was going, and I didn't pay no attention to this. I'm figuring, okay, she just wants to be with you. This is super cool. But then she started asking people if I was involved with them. And so those females would come back to me and say, you know, that girl that you with, she's asking if we were in a relationship. And I was like, what? And 
she had an insecurity about herself that was really bizarre because the way in which the relationship twisted, it was becoming extremely uncomfortable because her motives were different than I anticipated them to be. And when she started dragging my name in the mud because she actually, her head was in place the way she was saying that, I think you're cheating. And I, and she literally went around asking people, was I with other people? Where this wasn't happening. And so they was like, yo, they come to me and they say, yo, King, man, you, you, you cheating on that old lady? And I was like, what are you talking about, right? They say, she came up to me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa. So I bring this up because the transparency that I have with my associates is real. They knew that they could come to me and share something with me. But she was being on the DL about her going around spying on me, what have you, driving down the alley, peeping to see if by chance she could peep inside the house, going to old girlfriend houses, knocking on their door, finding phone numbers on my phone, calling people to find out who they were. That's not the type of relationship you want. (laughs) (laughs) And so I became aware of that, and I was blessed because, it was getting real scary. I was trying to figure, you know, she's going to fight me over the house one day and put something in the food. But I had to trust in the Lord. I'm telling you the truth. That's why it's very important to stay connected to your intuitiveness <laughs> and your spiritual energy, your spiritual being, because it's going to guide you through these things. But it's about your meditation. It's about not telling lies, being truthful, okay, and telling your story. It's okay. As long as you don't mess yourself up, <laughs> so you you have, like 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 the topic of the story is when it's time to get naked. Be sure it's cool, but when it's time to put your clothes on, you better go ahead and do it to get on up out of there. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs>
Hi, Kim. I'm excellent. How are you? Good you, baby. I'm fine. <laughs> so if anybody has any uh, questions, comments, um, or they have a short story to tell, just the number one, and we will bring you on. Um, but to just recap um, for all of you, um, being uh, when it's time to get naked, um, uh, we, we've been talking about that. And when we use the term naked, we are talking about vulnerability and being honest and being transparent and being in that, and being in that place. And um, one of the things that, that we had observed in our experiences was that when you start operating in that space, <clears throat> that, that it seems as if the universe has this sort of support system for you, that, um, that you, you begin that, even though you may have those moments where you stumble and fall, through being courageous, through being transparent and honest and vulnerable uh, about who you are, where you are, that the universe has this way of supporting you and and helping you through those moments and those challenges. Um, we have talked about our various experiences <laughs> okay, okay. in terms of our relationship. Um, one of the things that uh, that King has shared with me was that, uh, or shared with us, is that that because he you know, because he had been in that place of being honest trans and vulnerable with other people that the the young lady that was the stalker chick <laughs> that the people when when she started acting really strange that the people around him um were able to tell him what was happening during during those times where, uh, you know, showing him, showing him what she was doing when, when he was not looking. Um, for myself, I, one of the ways that the transparency, vulnerability, and honesty helped me is that that person who wanted to pursue me because I told him no, you know, he fell away because I had, you know, he fell away because he was not able to deal with the fully expanded Arlene experience. Um, um, it also provides you with the opportunity. Uh, the, the universe has this way of sending you those people who will help you to heal those parts or those aspects of yourself um, that, that you still need help in. And when you are, for the most part, you're you're asking asking for assistance for help. The universe, when you are looking to create that experience, you know, God sends His people to help you to overcome whatever uh, whatever it is. So there is a value and a strength to being uh, transparent and authentic and vulnerable and and letting people in so because the one of the things that that I have I've observed uh observed not only in my life but in the life of others who are willing to share their stories is that the way source has created this universe is for us to work interdependently 
with one another. Not not one of us on this planet has all of uh, all you know all the straights. Not all of us have all the weaknesses, and so when we are working together, uh, working together and being honest and being transparent and ensuring what our strengths are, uh, ensuring with what our weaknesses are, we're able to help one another and we move along as a human family. Yeah, the excitement I see is living an authentic life makes life more fulfilling as you have brought uh, one of our feature um, authors to the table regarding that. What was her name again? Renee Brown. Right. Living an authentic life makes life more fulfilling. And for my experience, it was a fulfilling experience because the people who I was associating with before that relationship started, they were able to know me and know the type of person I am so they could approach me and talk to me about the behavior that she was exhibiting and felt feel confident enough to approach me to let me know that, you know, there was an interrogation going on, cornering them about, you know, which kind of threw a different light on the, the subject in and of itself. But then again, it's also recognizing that living an authentic life, it is required to stay spiritually connected because when it's time for you to fall apart, if you will, or or take apart the things that had built you to a particular level in your life's existence, and it's time for change to occur. You can, at that point, because of, let's say, feeling uncomfortable, if you will, or feeling uncertain about certain things in your life's experience, you can take them apart and rebuild yourself to be a greater experience and expression of what God has brought you onto the earth to become because some things will block us from being that because we get locked into the wrong mind consciousness because of, let's say, traditional beliefs that may lock us in or doctrines that others have kind of imposed upon us or influences that have come from others that is not authentic to who we truly are in this life's living. So it's important indeed to recognize to live an authentic life necessary for growth and development. Okay. So there, <laughs> sorry about the delay, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I haven't having issues with the phone here. Um, well, we do have one caller on the line. So, um, hold on. Area code seven seven three nine nine four. Welcome to One Love One right. Connection. Right. Right. One line, one connection. Yeah. 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 Great. You guys are real funny. Uh, I just wanted to ask King. What were you covered in? You know, I, I'm trying to figure out what, what, what was your mindset when you had this woman? I look at fatal attraction or some stalking you, and that you were not 
you were not aware of her vibrations or those those energies. I mean, you said, oh, she was just following you everywhere, and it was okay with you. You were you just were you being entertained, or you felt? Um, what were your feelings about this? Because um, I, I I wonder you you couldn't you couldn't feel you couldn't feel the clinging you couldn't you 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 weren't aware of 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 now I wouldn't say the danger but the sinister the the the, the clinging the the possessiveness uh, were there other things that you should have been able to recognize that you didn't because it seemed like you you weren't aware of all of this until someone came and and spoke to you about it and and I guess then that's when you started observing a little closer that's right true. Yes, because one of the things I'll share is that I'm a much more spiritual person now than what I used to be. Because when you, honestly speaking, there was two things I was interested in at that particular time, and I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there like that because I'm transparent, like that. I wanted to find a woman that had a car and had a house. Because all the other women I was running into, they had no car. They want me to take them everywhere they want to go. They had no house. I couldn't find no privacy anywhere. And I wanted to get some juices going on. I wanted to get some juices going on. And I was like, let me be selective at best in what I want to be selected in. And so she had a car. <laughs> she had a house. <laughs> And she wanted to get it on. So I was like, okay, we cool with this. And so the rest was entertainment. It was. And so I'm enjoying what I'm seeing um, and enjoying the, 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 the response and the relationship we was having. But observing what type of person she really was, because I love people. But when I see that that person is a person who is actually has motives that could be detrimental, well, then, I know that God's covering is on me, no matter how my mind may be at a particular time in my growth experience, because I've always been in love with God. I've always been in love with spirit. And so I was cool because I knew I was protected. But like I said, when we first encountered one another, and I kind of asked the spirit realm, I said, okay, should I get involved with this? And the spirit realm said, you know, you got free will, but there will be consequences. Mm. And I understand that those mm. were my consequences. And when consequences come in, the funny thing about consequences is you never know how long they're going to last. They have to work, run themselves out, and you have to stay connected to spirit. Right. So you got to be connected with God so that when the time comes for it to be complete, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess in a way he he did get his heads up. He just he just decided not to listen. Um, at, at the <laughs> hey hey, he 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 learned that that's that that was a lesson that was learned. He, yeah, it was a yes. lesson learned. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. So yes. Much. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. So, and uh, so, we're, we're, and, you know, 
no of you. No, I I don't have any question of you. I mean, because you know I'm always open to you, baby. Anything you want to know, I got it for you. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so so okay. Well, I will I will say. after, you know, I, I've already talked about the experience of the, the person that I had talked to um, um, before before I had met you. And one of the things that, will, that, that I found that when you're connected with spirit and you are walking and walking in your, uh, you know, walking in your, your um, authenticity and, you know, and your vulnerability, when I met you, the experience that I had had been, you know, that I I did not have that block that I had experienced with the person previously, with with sharing information, and and I found myself, or I found myself, or you know, found myself with you know my my spiritual counsel. I was saying, you know, you need to talk about this. You need to talk about that. You, you can go ahead and just, you know, lay it all lay it all out there about your experiences up until uh, up until the present time. And and when and when I when I you know what I had found was like I let's just say. When I when I started walking that path of vulnerability, um, that those things just sort of naturally came up, where where I felt like I could be completely honest with you about everything that was going on. So the good, the bad, the ugly, and all of that stuff, um, I I was constantly being sort of led to to push a little bit further, even down to, you know, making the first phone call, which, you know, I, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that was not, that was just a challenge in and of itself. So, but I, I will say that when you are in that space of, of doing that, of being um, transparent, and if you, if you are not a person who does this on a regular basis, what I, I what I would recommend doing is just uh, taking it in small, in small increments. Uh, I would say that before you, you know, before you start walking uh, completely in that experience, you start with a crawl, and it could be in it could be in a small way, uh, small way, with just asking for assistance with something that you need help in. Um, but it just do it in a small way, and and just take the time to gradually walk into that, especially after you've done that work of of loving yourself and, and being honest and transparent with yourself about what your frailties are, what your strengths are, all of that, and being completely loving and accepting of yourself. Take small steps in order to do that in the outward, uh, outward world. And, you know, the dividends are life-changing. Yeah, and I want to add that that's also and especially important in being connected.
connected to your spirit self because it's important to have that conversation with your spirit self about what's going on in your your realm and in your world, and you will get response. And that response is going to help you in an intuitive way of understanding exactly how you're supposed to carry the rest of this walk. So it's about faith, no doubt about it, as far as relationships are concerned. But the first relationship is with you. And as you develop that relationship with yourself, simultaneously, as relationships are manifesting around you, you get to know what's going on. Spirit is helping you through it all. Because that's what brought us here. They ain't going to leave us deserted. Got to be crazy. <laughs> so you can't, you cannot believe contrary to that. You have to trust spirit and know that spirit is guiding you through. And if you have issues with that, there's people in this having spiritual access are more than willing to share, help, and assist you in your walk. In your walk. So we're going to put it out there one more time. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please press 1. If you have a short story that you would like to share with us, um, please go ahead and press 1. But otherwise, we are going to go ahead and have a love party. So be right back. Changing world. 
the flowers and the trees and the fish in the rivers and on all the things he gave us on your body. who is listening online, please go ahead and call in. Uh, our number here is area code 646-929-0630. That's area code 646-929-0630 because at the 9 o'clock mark, uh, even if we last over uh, a few minutes, you will be cut off if you're listening online. So I do encourage you to call in. Again, that number is area code 646-929-0630. And we have uh, another caller, area code 904-994. Welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us. Wow. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. This is a, a great experience to hear the, um, I guess, the incubation and the growth of such a beautiful relationship that bases itself on the clarity of truth and, and being transparent with one another. The one thing that most relationships don't do on purpose, they don't want you to know who they really are and what they really are. 
and you guys have seen that the more you knew who you were dealing with, the better and the stronger your relationship became. And and that's definitely different from what we're being taught uh, over the over the times past and times gone. So I, I'm pleased to to be a, a a witness again of such a great expression of of uh, uh, tantric love for one another. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and also, I, I appreciate your collective prayers for and light and love for my expedient healing uh, because it was a uh, a very unusual touch and go there for a moment. It's very rare that people spend eight days in ICU and and able to come out uh, with a, a a greater distance, a greater experience of what life really offers. I've learned the 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 more gracious and simplicity of gratitude has been still growing in my life, and that has caused me to love more, love more, and in return, love more. So I appreciate uh, you guys for for the for the kingdom relationship that you are presenting to us. We love you, brother. You know that. Oh yeah, I, I have no questions about that, none whatsoever. I'm just enjoying the the um, uh, just in your gaze at one another, it, it transmutes love, and that that that's definitely endearing and, and amazing. I I appreciate who you are, King, and and being King enough to know that being a wizard and a lover and a magician at the right time, you're awesome. You're awesome. You're a great example, brother. Great example. Namaste, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Amir. Oh, thank you, Arlene. Love you. Love you, too. Nope. Um, well, we only have a few more minutes. If you would like to uh, speak with us, just press the number one. And we will bring you on the air. Um, but again, um, but we'll, what we'll do in, in the meantime is just sort of recap that you know when you begin to um, live a live a vulnerable life, or live a transparent life, live an authentic life, uh, that yeah, that uh, life begins to support you and. The the person whose uh, works that we were uh, coming from today was Brene Ram, uh, who has written several books on on interpersonal relationships and about being vulnerable, about being authentic, and and also uh, sharing your um, sharing your uh, story, stories of shame, and being just being clear about who you are. Um, the books that she's written, um, and there are more. I'm just um, ca- recapping the ones that have to do about the subject. Um, the Gifts of Imperfection, which is really about being you and being your authentic self, and and you know, regardless of whatever uh, judgment that you feel that you may experience, to just go ahead and 
and be who you are and be who it is that the creator um, has made you to be. And then uh, her another book that she wrote is called Daring Greatly, which is about being all in, being completely who you are, walking in that, talking in that, just being completely, uh, being completely in that space of authenticity and transparency, and then rising strong, because rising strong really um, deals with how when you are walking this path, you are going to trip, you're going to fall. Um, however, what's important is that uh, to know is that when you start living in this space of of being authentic and transparent and vulnerable, that you're going to you're going to be stronger as who you are, as opposed to hiding who it is that you are. So, anything that you would like to add, honey, before we get off the air? Just that. We love everybody who participated in that calling and those who have called and have listened to the program. We love each and every one of you, and we are so blessed to have your presence. Okay, and with that, we're going to go ahead and sign out, and we are going to go ahead and give some praise as we're signing out. So uh, we will see you uh, in a few more weeks. Uh, honey, do you know what your next show is going to be about? Um, I think my show on the 23rd, it's going to be about passion. We're going to be more interactive on that particular program. Um, we're going to talk about passion. We're going to bring some of the mentality as to what brings me to the story that I have of creation. Where, you know, I talk about us being the fallen angels that have been given that chance to come back through, right? What being and being is really all about. Um, the expression of what the human body is a manifestation of the universe in and of itself. And uh, finding out what you like, the callers, you know, because that builds up the program that gives us the fuel that we need to keep keep things interesting. So, yeah, we want you to share your passions. We want to talk to you. We want to hear what you got. And want to give you what we got. And when we put that stuff together, we got something. <laughs> okay. Uh, we love you. Uh, we appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we know that wherever you are, God is. <laughs>